Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey Church, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan. This is not an interview format podcast. I've been doing this for a number of years now and I am, like yourself, an ambassador of a kingdom government that is not of this world. We are not of the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. And Jesus, when he told the governor that he was king, for this reason I was born, he said. For this reason I was born, to be a king. And he said, I could call legions of angels to defend me. Jesus didn't say that he was going to call his disciples to defend him when he was being questioned by Herod and and by Pilate, rather. He said he could call angels because the king has a military. The king has angels. They are the host of heaven. And the purpose of this podcast is really to teach Christians the lost message of the kingdom of God. And I'd say almost all Christians have never heard the message of the kingdom of God. You know, 99.999% have never heard the message of the kingdom of God. In fact, we haven't been preaching the message of the kingdom of God, which is the only message that Jesus commanded us to preach. We have preached church growth and church leadership and your best life and We've taught how to get to heaven and how to not go to hell. And and these are true, and the truth does set us free, and there's power in the word. And I'm sure the people have been saved because anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, the Bible says. But we haven't preached the message that Jesus commanded us to preach. And I always say to people, when Jesus sent the two by two, the 72, when he sent them and gave them authority over demons and over scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy, when he told them to go and to preach, he, what did he tell them to preach? He told them to preach the kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. He did not tell them to go and preach Jesus. He didn't go and tell them to preach the forgiveness of sins. He didn't go and tell them to preach synagogue. He didn't tell them to preach how to get to heaven and all of these other things that that we preach. He didn't even tell them to preach born again. What he said to preach was the kingdom. So the message that Jesus has, the message that he gave us, For this purpose was he sent and was he born, to be a king and to proclaim that the kingdom of heaven has arrived. Now, that is why we do signs and wonders. That is why we pray for the sick and raise the dead. That is why, so that we can prove to them that there is another kingdom. Paul said, I didn't come with wise sounding words, but with demonstration of the spirit's power. And the spirit is the kingdom of God. 
Jesus breathed on the disciples in Luke and he said, receive the kingdom and they received the Holy Spirit. Romans says that the kingdom of God is peace and joy and righteousness inside the Holy Ghost. So the coming of the kingdom was at the day of Pentecost. That was the day that was prophesied. That was the day that the kingdom came. You know, Jesus said, greater is the least in the kingdom of heaven than John the Baptist, but no one was in the kingdom yet because no one had been born again. No one. It's You can't compare your Christian life to the way that the disciples operated in the Gospels because none of them had been filled with the Holy Ghost. They were operating under Jesus' authority, but they didn't understand what he was talking about. They lived in, we don't have permission to doubt like the disciples. We don't have permission to fear like the disciples during the gospel because we have been filled with the Holy Spirit. We have been given the kingdom. They hadn't. They had the king, but they didn't have the kingdom. They saw the kingdom and they heard the king, but the words that they heard were only reminded to them, re, re, you know, re-spoken to them by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said it this way. He said, "He said, I have much that I'd like to say to you now, but you can't bear it now. But when the Spirit of truth comes, he will lead you into all truth. In other words, you don't have the kingdom yet, but when you have the kingdom... When you have the kingdom in you, when you have the kingdom on you, then he will remind you of what I've said. And you won't have fear and you won't doubt and you will have boldness. And that's why we see such a big contrast between the doubting, backbiting, carnal, fleshy, soulish Christians in the Gospels who were afraid and who were fighting and competing with each other, we see a violent contrast between those characters and the book of Acts. You don't see Peter doubting. You don't see them backbiting. You don't see them fearful. You see them commanding, 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 ruling, 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 dominion, dominion, dominion. And that's the way that it is meant to be with us. We do not give ourselves permission to be weak because it is in Christ. And his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And so today, the message that I have for you is that Jesus said something very significant that none of you get. I've never heard this spoken of or taught. Jesus said something very significant in Matthew 28. And the reason I speak like this is because if you understand the kingdom of God, according to Jesus, you will understand everything else. So if you understand the kingdom of God, then you will understand a teaching on healing. Then you will understand a prophecy. Then you will understand evangelism. But if I come to you with a great message on evangelism, you might receive some truth, but you won't be able to apply it. It won't change you. That's why people don't change in church for 25 years. They sit under teaching that's true, but unless they come under the canopy of the kingdom, it doesn't really help them. Jesus said that he will build the church. So if you're trying to build the church, it's not going to work. 
He commanded you to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And let me explain what he's wanting you to understand today. In Matthew twenty-eight eighteen, Jesus said, All authority of the universe has been given to me. Now, wherever you go, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's in the uh, Passion Translation, but let me just go to a more literal translation. In Matthew 28, 18, he says, All authority in heaven and on earth. In heaven and on earth. This is very significant because before this moment in time, before Jesus was resurrected, He had all authority in heaven, but not on earth. Because the Bible's clear that the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. So until the Son of Man came to destroy the devil's works, until the Son of Man came to crush Satan under his feet, Until God became flesh and dwelt among us, Emmanuel, man had been given all authority on the earth, separate. God had been given or had always had all authority in heaven. But now, for the first time, the God-man, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, for the first time since Adam and Eve, that's why he's called the second Adam, did a man have authority in both heaven and on earth. That is what's significant about the Bible. That is what's significant about the New Testament, new creation Christian. You and I are a new creation, a, an entirely new species of beings, Because we're not man with authority on the earth, and we're not God with authority in heaven. We are God men who have authority in heaven and on the earth. That is why Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. See, we don't have authority in heaven. We have authority on the earth. That's why he always says, whatever you bind on earth, because we are from the earth. Adam and Eve were made on the earth. I've gone over this in great detail in my book, God, Men. And the enemy hates my book and me and you, but it, because it contains the seed of the kingdom of God. It's not a religious book, God, Men. And it came out a, a couple of years ago now, and uh, or at least a year ago. And, and what it explains is God and man used to walk together in the garden. And they, as a partnership, had authority in heaven and on earth. That's why God and Adam were able to name the animals, because they had a partnership and because they had authority. When Adam was deceived and sinned, Not only did he create a second kingdom because there became the kingdom of darkness, not only did he come under mankind, but the earth 
and the earth also came under Satan. But what happened was the authority of the earth came under Satan. So for, you know, six or seven thousand years, God had authority in heaven and Satan had authority on the earth. That's why Satan was able to accuse Job. That's why he became the accuser of the brethren. That's why he was able to try and sift Peter as wheat. That's why he was able to sift, you know, uh, Cain as wheat. Because the earth belonged to Satan. And Satan was able to approach God, in a sense, the throne of God, no longer, not as a cherubim, not as an angel, because he was kicked out of heaven as an angel, but as the landlord of the earth, having taken Adam's place. Now I know you get it. God told me you got it. It's been three years now, four years. Satan was able to stand as man, in man's place, as a proxy, a proxy. Satan was able to stand before God again, not as an angel, because he was kicked out of heaven, he was dethroned, he lost all authority, he was, he was you know, disgraced. But he was able to stand as man, in man's authority, as the landlord of the earth. So all creation has been subjected to futility, waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. So I've been saying this for four years now, and it's it's exciting to hear other people start to talk about it. And I, I must admit that um, Dr. Miles Munro, you know, really began me on this journey four or five years ago. Um, and even before that, when I spent time with uh, Jason Westerfield and 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 Bill Johnson came to our church, we started to understand this stuff. But but it's not a religious experience. It is really what helps me is. I actually just chose to believe that the kingdom of God is a real place. It's a government. It's not just the the wind of the Holy Spirit. It's not just heaven. It's not just when people are healed. It is a it is a country. Isaiah says that the government would be on Jesus's shoulders. So the kingdom is a real place, and that really helped me to understand this concept. And because I understood the kingdom according to Matthew 13, I understand all other things as well. So now every time I read the Bible, every time I hear a sermon, it comes under the context of the kingdom, and those who have more will be given. Because I've got ears to hear by the grace of God. That is the most precious thing. The worst thing you can do is to hear this message of the kingdom and not apply it. That's why James says, faith without works is dead. If you don't do something with what you've got, you lose it. Freely you've received, freely give. So I've been, been spending years and years adding into my knowledge, adding to my experience, adding to my revelation, adding, adding, adding. And the best way to grow is to give. So I've been preaching, I've been podcasting, I've been writing my book because that is at least the least that I can do to apply it. And of course, I apply it in my own life. And there has been, you know, evidence of the kingdom of peace, of joy, of, of, of unexplained answers to prayer. And that's your portion as well. So just wrapping this revelation up, Matthew 28 is very significant because for the first time since Adam and Eve, Jesus, the second Adam, was able to say all authority in heaven and on the earth has been given to me 
The authority for both heaven and earth is, is combined yet again. It has been restored. The kingdom has been restored. So no longer does Satan have the kingdom. He has his own kingdom of darkness, but he no longer is the landlord of the earth. He no longer has authority on the earth. We have all authority in heaven and on earth. Now, the devil's a liar. He's a cheater. He's a stealer. And he will continue to operate under his own operators, opera, a memorandum of operation. He will steal, kill, and destroy if you let him. But he has no right. He has no legal authority. You and I can stop him. We can say no to sickness. We can say no to disease. We can say no to earthquakes. We can say we can walk on the water. We can walk through walls if we only believe. And so we have all authority. Now, it's not a machine gun approach where you just start yelling at everything. But he has been dethroned. He has no authority. But you and I have got to enforce it. That's why it says the sons of God are being revealed. The sons of God are those who are led by the Spirit of God because the Spirit of God is the kingdom. And it's only in the kingdom of God. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the Spirit of God. So it's as you see what the Father's doing and do it. As you hear what the Father's saying and say it, that's the only time the kingdom comes. It doesn't come because you have a good idea. It doesn't come because you quote scriptures and yell at the devil. It comes because by the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of you, your renewed mind, your bridled tongue, your surrendered heart, and the understanding of the kingdom that is within you and upon you, you speak and the mountains are removed. The mountains are removed and cast into the sea because you are in God and God is in you and all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to you. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Now, 90% of the time, it can be a fight. You know, Paul spent, Paul was in prison. He was shipwrecked. He was stoned. Jesus was betrayed. He was cursed. He was spat on. He was crucified. And Peter was crucified upside down. But it doesn't matter because the kingdom is not chained. The word of God is not chained. It doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are doing. I mean, look at me. I have so many, you know, uh, experiences and things that are against me. But against me. But in all of these things, we triumph over them in the cross. The testing of our faith develops perseverance. We go from glory to glory and strength to strength. We're being transformed into his image. And the word of God is not changed. So you don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink or wear. Jesus commanded you not to. When you have a kingdom perspective, it doesn't matter what is going on around you. What matters is who you're submitting to today. You submit to Christ. You do not accept Sickness. You do not accept um, anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. You cast it down. You keep believing. You keep praising. You never give up. And, and you will see an amazing result in this life and in the life to come. Remember, a Christian bears fruit. Jesus said, you will show that you are my disciples because you bear much fruit. So when you pray and God answers, 
that's fruit. When you lead someone to Christ, when you speak the word of the kingdom of God that is inside of you by the Holy Spirit, who is the kingdom, then his words come out of your mouth and those words that come out of your mouth are seeds and those seeds go into people's hearts and then they bear fruit. That's called Christians. That's called you know leading somebody to Christ. But don't just lead them to Christ for the forgiveness of sins. Don't just lead them to Christ to join a church. Lead them to Christ and teaching them to obey all that I've commanded. That's what he said. It's not just an altar call and a born-again experience, although that's great. It's discipleship. And so this we're coming into, as I've been saying for four or five episodes now, we're in a discipleship revolution. What does that mean? It means people are going to actually begin to believe God. They're not just going to join a religion and go to church. They're going to actually believe the words of Jesus and they're going to apply them. They're actually going to eat the meat of the word of God. They're not just going to read the Bible for some religious experience. They're actually going to implement the Bible. Jesus is looking for people who would do the works of the ministry, who would lose their lives, who would carry their cross, who would follow him. So, you know, tell people to listen to my podcast, buy them a copy of my book, God Men, or at least, you know, um, tell them uh, that the kingdom of God is a country. Tell them that it's a real place. Jesus said, I'm about my father's business. It's a business. It's an enterprise. It's, it's, it's not just an idea. It is powerful. And it's real, and you can show them the kingdom. You can show them the kingdom by being a witness. You can show them the kingdom by living in peace while you're in the middle of a storm, by having joy when everything's against you, and by laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. Look for opportunities to say to people, the kingdom of God has come upon you because I prayed for you and the prayer was answered. Here's a really quick rule of thumb. You know, you can just ask if you can pray for people. If they're a Christian and they say they're sick, can I pray for you? You know, if it's a, if it's a stranger and they say that they lost their job or they're feeling tired, just say, can I pray for you? It's very not, it's not a truth. Now, if they don't want to pray, then don't pray. Jesus didn't go begging to heal people. They came to him, okay, because he was the light of the world. So let your light shine. And you'll find that people will come to you. They'll want you to pray for them. And when you pray, command them to be healed because you have authority in heaven and on earth. What does that mean? When you pray for that person, God answers. That's what Jesus said. He said, Father, he he said, now you are going to ask God directly. He said, no longer are you going to ask me you are going to ask the Father in my name, which means authority. So I've given you the keys of the kingdom. You are standing on earth as a new creation with the Spirit of God, who is the kingdom, sitting inside your spirit, man. You have the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you ask God the Father for who's in heaven, you on earth will see it manifest. Say that out loud. I will see my prayers answered. In Jesus' name. Now, that is the partnership. That is 
the naming of the animals. You and I are going around naming animals. We look at that coronavirus animal and we say, you're dead. We look at that poverty animal and we say, you're cursed. You know, we look at, we look at a, an impossible problem and we say, you have been resolved in Jesus' name. And that is the partnership. The partnership is when he answers our prayer, our joy is made full. And joy is evidence of the kingdom because the righteousness, peace, and joy are in the Holy Ghost. So again, it doesn't matter who's against you. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. What matters is the power of God is on you and inside of you. You can have joy in the prison and praise God. You can have peace in the storm. And every one of your prayers from now on, every one of your prayers will be answered. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much. It's a joy. It's an honor to preach the kingdom of God. Please, guys, this is my one request. Don't say good news anymore. Don't say gospel anymore. Say the good news of the kingdom. Start to say the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom. Please, what the, what, what the heck is a gospel? It just means good news. Don't say that. Don't say good news. Say the good news of the kingdom of God. The good news. You've got to start to correct that spirit of religion that has stolen the seed of the kingdom of God because we have got work to do. This is not about feel-good Christianity. It's not about growing my church or your church. It's not about just getting a house and a car. This is about a discipleship generation who understand the word of the kingdom of God and bear a hundred times what was sown because we have got to see Jesus come back. It doesn't matter what's going on in the earth. We have been commanded to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. And we've got a lot of work to do because I think we need to start with the church, unfortunately, and then as well as preaching it to the ends of the earth. We've got to preach the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth, not just the gospel of religion or of church or of your best life or of a ticket to heaven, but we've got to preach the gospel that Jesus preached. That's the kingdom of God. Thank you so much for listening, guys. It's a privilege to be a believer with you. Let's make a decision to believe. It's so easy. It's in the Bible, and we just choose to believe the words of Jesus. We obey him. That is what a Lord, that is what a Lord is. It's one that we obey. We obey Jesus because he is our owner. He is our Lord.